The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Faster my good afternoon. Welcome to Man and Light on Max Radio. Your chance to get in touch and let the Isle of Man know what you're thinking today. Loads to talk about, including the wheat growers of the Isle of Man say that the wheat growing sector is dead and that they've been abandoned following the closure of Ramsey Bakery. A government report on the future of the wheat growing industry is due out soon, looking at the long-term plan for flour milling on the Isle of Man. So uh, if you're involved in that sector or you want to know more about it, then by all means uh, do get in touch. Also, an interesting point regarding Kroger. Apparently Kroger uh, is ready to approach drilling rig contractors after that six-week funding round ended. Uh, Renting out the seabeds for wind power could solve our reserves challenge, says one LegCo candidate and 30 GPs have left Manx practices over a six-year period, although uh, I think it's a net loss of some five. Uh, That and other things to chat about today. Uh, Howard's first with us today. Hi, Howard. Hello, Andy. Um, Now, quite a number of people will uh, remember this. Last Friday, um, my wife and I, we had to go away on a patient transfer. Uh, My wife's having treatment in Liverpool. And we were on board the aircraft. This is 7 o'clock in the morning. Everybody um, boarded the aircraft. The engines were started. And uh, within a few minutes, we heard them shutting down again. And we hadn't moved off the stand at all. We were still on the stand. And next thing, there was an announcement came from the flight deck. An apology that um, they couldn't... we couldn't have permission for takeoff because the air traffic controller had gone on his scheduled break and we were going to have to sit there for 35 minutes, which we did. So instead of 7 o'clock, which the aircraft was prepared to, and engines started, we were then taxiing out at 22.8. The post plane had come in that was parked up. It might have been about 10 minutes late. I don't know. But we were sat at the end of the taxiway. Now, this is virtually a full plane load of about 70 people, um, largely hospital patients and some with onward travel. We were sat there for a few minutes. Next thing, EasyJet come in. But that was the flight that was going out at 10 past 8. Then a light aircraft came in, a twin aircraft, and then while we were still sat there, a private jet took off, and it was our turn then. And it was bit 20 to 8 before we got onto the runway and ready to go. So we were a 40-minute delay because of, and uh, I'm not saying there's any fault of the air traffic controllers. They have scheduled breaks that are there by the CAA. It's completely out of their hands. But it's the Department of Incompetence that are causing this problem by 
not having sufficient air traffic controllers. Uh, you're the second person to uh, report something to me. Apparently last Wednesday evening there were delays into Ronald's Way. A 40-minute delay. Guess what? That famous 40 minutes due to yep. an air traffic controller shortage. So, And as yep. you say, this has nothing to do with the people on the ground. It's nothing to do with the air traffic controllers. Uh, there, yep. There's a shortage of air traffic controllers. Well, it's the Department of Incompetence that uh, uh, caused this problem in the first place uh, because there were sufficient numbers of air traffic controllers. Because as you know, I was down there for a long time and those lads worked their hearts out, and the girls, up in the tower and in the various other rooms adjoining the tower. They worked long hours and they were more than pleased to do it. And I've been there when they've come back in again and for other flights. But whatever it is, there seems to be some sort of malaise there that, well, they don't want to. And personally speaking, if the attitude of the management, etc., is now as it was then, I would be in a similar situation. But the problem is that he's the, the chief minister trying to encourage another hundred um, uh, another 25, 15,000 people on the island, and they can't cope with what we've got now. They're thrown or talking about spending £3 million on uh, a couple of cycle tracks, and we haven't got enough people to get them out of the air here or take them off the island. Uh, you just wonder where where the priorities lie, you know, in which order are the priorities? Um, uh, and I would class air traffic controllers as uh, part of the infrastructure, they come under the infrastructure department but you know, no air traffic controllers no airport, end of you, you just wouldn't have, it, it has to be there for regulatory reasons you have to have air traffic controllers and they've got scheduled breaks so not, they've, yes. been, they've been yes. they've been waffling on about not having enough air traffic controllers now for over a year, if not more and mm-hmm. still have done nothing about it, now uh, we've I've extended an invitation to Mr. Cobb, Gary Cobb, the new airport director, to come on Man in Line. Luckily, I think uh, four weeks today, the infrastructure minister, Chris Thomas, is going to be on Man in Line. I can't imagine that the air traffic controller situation will have changed in four weeks. But as you say, Howard, um, it's it, it's fairly fundamental. An air traffic controller is not something you can do without. So I'd, I'd be interested to know what the plan is. Well, <laughs> if you go back a little while, when Leonard Bond was there in the tourism industry, he had a saying, or the, the tourist board had a saying, it's our difference that makes the difference. Now, it's turned full tail. It is our difference that makes the difference. You can't get here, or you can't get off the island. Um, and these, as I say, weren't just holiday makers. Uh, these were people traveling to various hospitals throughout um, Liverpool area, which also meant there was a knock-on effect for the fleet of taxis and buses that were mm. waiting at Liverpool Airport. And it was lo- a Logan Air flight you were on, I take it. Yeah, excellent. They, I couldn't fault them mm. because um, one of the flight deck, either the captain or the first officer, got off the aircraft, went indoors and brought out, uh, although there was no meals and nothing on because on a short flight, he brought out biscuits and little tubs of water for people on board the aircraft, which was a nice gesture. Um, when we went to Brook Inn, first class, 
all the way through, as I say, there must have been close on 70 people sat on that aircraft, and we all had to sit there and wait while the air traffic controller had his scheduled break. And that is not something he chooses to do. It's imposed on him. So tell me, Howard, whereabouts was the EasyJet uh, flight in all this equation? When did that come in? Well, the EasyJet, as far as I can remember looking at the schedule, was due to go out at 10 past 8. The EasyJet came in while we were we taxied out at 20 to 8 and I said to my wife we were sitting there waiting on the taxiway and I said to my wife I bet you that's the easy jet coming in and it was and that landed round about 20 to 8 yeah. uh, then as I say there's a, a light twin aircraft came in landed and then we moved on a little bit further down and next thing it was a private jet took off ahead of us although we'd been sitting there 35 minutes or more uh, he took off ahead of us, and then we taxied out, and that put that aircraft 40 minutes behind schedule for a start. Yeah. I and only no catch up. I only ask you about EasyJet because I'm, uh, and again, the main skeet is that EasyJet have got the airport on a fairly tight leash, in that the the one airline that the airport doesn't muck around is EasyJet because they well, they, have they, been. they insist on a very strict turnaround, uh, and yeah. I don't know whether there's a financial incentive or a penalty and it's something I would ask Mr Cobb uh, if he were to come on Man in Line mm-hmm. is how much of a hold does EasyJet have over the airport I know you're saying they do get mucked around occasionally but I'd like to know uh, in what order airlines get mucked around yeah in this instance if there's um, people on the island here and that aircraft doesn't get off or they miss their flights um, what compensation is it to the people on board if there's a ongoing flights that these people have to catch. Um, Going to Liverpool, they might be going off to somewhere else. Um, We were going to a hospital appointment uh, and there were elderly, well, we're elderly, I'm 79, my wife's about the same age, um, and there was young children on there going to hospital appointments. And it's about time that somebody got their backsides kicked uh, within the Department of Incompetence and got that act together and made certain. As I say, they're talking about spending up to three million pounds to put a couple of bridges in so somebody can go across on their bike, yet they can't get the bridge between here and Liverpool sorted out with the aircraft and the controllers. Okay. So, But just one thing there, a little while ago I came on and I mentioned about how the um, coffee machines and everything had been removed from the... A&E. Well, I had cause to go up there with my cousin there last week, and they're all back again. So oh, obviously somebody does listen to your <laughs> programme within government. <laughs> well, they probably listen to you more than me, Howard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, thanks for calling okay. today. All right, right it's good to hear from well, you. Tony dropped a note in on 538 just to say the situation at the airport's embarrassing. It's been going on for a few years now. The minister needs to get it sorted out. Uh, says, I thought they'd been advertising for air traffic controllers, says M on 667. There was uh, a mention, I think, I think we um, uh, we did a program with the air traffic controllers, I think, from the airport. We did a documentary a few weeks ago, certainly before Christmas, uh, and they mentioned that because um, the people who own 
Doncaster Airport, Robin Hood International, they call it, I think. The old RAF Finningley, that's closed down. That Obviously, there are air traffic controllers spilling out onto the market. Now, you can't just go from one job to the other. You do have to be trained. But it might be nice to know what the market is for air traffic controllers at the moment, whether there's a... And in aviation, uh, things are never... Even in aviation, there's either a, a, a shortage or a flood uh, of people in aviation, whether it's pilots or uh, other workers. And I think at the moment we're in the shortage. It's coming back into um, uh, uh, coming back into kilter after COVID. Uh, the airlines are now starting to make some money. Qantas last uh, week reported a big getting back into profit. So all the airlines are getting everything back together after COVID. Uh, let's just hope it works that way. But if you've been delayed uh, because of air traffic controller uh, shortage, then uh, uh, please uh, get in touch and let us know. Uh, lots of comments coming in regarding this, but also uh, there seems to be a bit of confusion uh, regarding Kroger, says 212. It's in the news today that they're ready to approach drilling contractors. They appointed, um, uh, let me see, 360 as their contractor in January, says Scott. Uh, we'll find out because Certainly, uh, uh, let me see, fortnight today, Richard Hubbard, chief exec of Kroger, will be our man in line. So uh, we've not talked much about Kroger because obviously I didn't want to get involved in the funding round or give any undue publicity. But now that's over, the chief exec of Kroger will be in. Richard Hubbard will be talking uh, about where they are and what they're doing. Uh, Joe's on now. Hi, Joe. Hello there. I'd just like to mention a, a little bit about when I came back as a foot passenger on the steam packet yesterday. The boat got in normally, roughly the normal time, around about five to six. And it was absolutely chock-a-block, of course. So for me to come down the ramp, along the big long corridor, up the lift, right across and get down... It was eight minutes past six by the time I got through the doors at the sea terminal. And I was wanted to catch a bus to Ramsey, which went at ten past six. <laughs> and I could see it going, coming round the roundabout by Lord Street Junction there. By the time I got over, I could see its red tail lights disappearing up the road. I would have thought in this day and age... It would pay to alter the bus timetable so that the buses pulled out or round to the sea terminal. Anybody going to Ramsey and also anybody going to Port St Mary, uh, there are toilets there you can use. There's nothing at Lord Street. So I had to wait until 10 past 7, of course, before I could get another bus. I, I don't know about I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, calling Lord Street bus station a bus station, Joe, is a bit much. It's a, it's basically a group of bus stops. We used to well, have a I'm lovely we used quite, to have I'm a lovely bus inside. station there once upon a time that had all sorts of facilities, and uh, and now we don't. I know I I'm fully aware of that. I was being polite, calling it a bus depot. I'm fully aware of what it is, but. If they could use the sea terminal, the buses could park where all the cars park at the moment, 
and we'd have a marvellous uh, bus station there. I'm just trying to remember, when was the last time, do you remember, double-decker buses going in front of the sea terminal? When was that? I don't know. I can't... I, I've never never known them go around there. Lord Street, yes, they were all the time there, but I've never known a, a bus to pull round into uh, the sea terminal building. So what did you do for an hour, Joe? Uh, the only thing I could do, I needed a toilet, so I had. To, I was look, uh, lucky. I went into the Albert <laughs> and and saw the finish of the uh, Man United Newcastle match, which was very good. But uh, I just needed a toilet. I was over there already, if you know what I mean. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for for the sake of thirty seconds, I missed the bus, and mm. I was annoyed. But never mind, I got a pint out of it. Yeah, but you would think, as you say, the, the left hand could tell the right hand what was happening in that situation. Yes, yes. OK. All right, Joe, we appreciate that. Thanks for that. Hope you enjoyed your pint. And uh, to all Manchester United fans, we uh, congratulate you. And to Newcastle United fans, sorry there'll be another time. It has been a long time, though, since 1969 that Newcastle haven't won uh, a trophy. Uh, I hope what you said. Uh, I hope what you said is true. I hope EasyJet do uh, have a hold on the airport as they provide a great service and pass cheap flights on to the customers. I do hope EasyJet stays with us in the future. Uh, but the way the DOI is running the airport, I fear the worst," says Paul. Uh, the Alan Bell government, the Alan Bell administration, Gaz, uh, texts in on 313, said it would create hundreds of new jobs and correspondingly um, uh, that didn't happen. So the creation of 5,000 uh, non-public um, sector jobs seems highly unlikely, says Gaz. Uh, well, uh, I can tell you the chief minister's going to be on man in line. Not before May, unfortunately, because he's got a very uh, tight schedule. But uh, hopefully our news team will be chatting to them in the meantime. The chief minister last week, when he was asked about the 15,000 uh, people, said we need to stop focusing on the 15,000 people and look at the 5,000 jobs within those 15,000 new people. But still lots to talk about. Uh, and I just want to get to this... Uh, uh, talk of an entire industry disappearing. Wheat growers on the Isle of Man say the sector is dead, gone, kaput. The wheat growers on the Isle of Man say they've been abandoned following the closure of Ramsey Bakery. Now, a Manx government report on the future of the industry is due out fairly shortly, looking at the long-term plan for flour milling on the Isle of Man. Do you remember that virtuous circle we used to have? Grow the wheat on the Isle of Man, mill it at Laxey, make the bread in Ramsey, and everybody eats the bread. That's how the industry kept going. It was a, a virtuous circle. So just how important is it to support the Isle of Man's crop growers? Simon Richardson's been looking at it. Chairman of the Manx National Farmers Union's Crops Committee is wheat grower David Brew. He's critical of government for leaving farmers in limbo for so long. I, I think, generally speaking, wheat producers, we, we, we feel that we've been abandoned. Um, yes, uh, the, the, the harvest of, of, of uh, 22 was contracted to Laxey Glen Mills. Um, they did offer to honour that contract but 
um, the tonnage that was grown for them would not have been uh, consumed on the island here. Where do you stand now? You and I think all the other wheat farmers are up here in the north of the island. You presumably have to work years in advance. If you were planting wheat, you, you're talking sort of a couple of years in advance. Presumably, given this uncertainty, you haven't been planting. No, no. There will be small amounts of sort of um, autumn wheat that has been drilled, but the, it, it, it will primarily be to maybe supply the, the, the local um, livestock market. I don't think there'll be any that's been planted with the purpose of, of supplying the milling wheat sector here, i.e. Laxiglen mills. So where does this leave you and, and other wheat farmers? Scratching our heads, really. I mean, obviously, I think the, 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 the milling wheat sector here is now dead as for for all intents and purposes i i cannot see how financially logistically laxy glen mills can remain open i mean they may have a different view on that um, and maybe government may have a different view on that i mean a report is due out isn't it any time now it, it is it is yes and, and of course prior to um ramsey bakery announcing their closure there were were sort of detailed discussions and proposals that that actually Laxey Glen Mills should should move to a new facility and vacate their their present facility because their their present facility is 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 not very efficient. Got a lot of old equipment in there, so there's a, a lot of new investment needed. And it, and um, the idea was to to maybe move to an industrial estate where everything was on one level with, with new equipment that was much more efficient. But my guess is that maybe those proposals now are being it's that's David Brew from the uh, Mags Farmers Union talking about uh, what's going to happen to um milling wheat growers on the Isle of Man and we wait that report with interest. He mentioned the uh, the rumour about Laxey Glen Mills going and it being moved to a business park somewhere or to an industrial unit. The rumour was, and this has been circulating around the Isle of Man for ages, is that the, the mills are going to go to Jerby. And uh, Laxey Glen Mills in Leafy Laxey was going to be sold off for uh, upmarket housing. Uh, in that area. So obviously with the government owning it there'll be some money coming in from that and I just wonder where you feel on this. I mean if you're in the industry it's going to affect you enormously. We don't have Ramsey Bakery anymore. Some of the other bakers are picking up the slack where that's concerned, but nothing like the output that Ramsey Bakery used to have. We don't know what's happening to the Ramsey Bakery site in Ramsey, south of the old um, Ramsey Railway Station it was years ago before the bakery. So I just wonder where you feel. And simply because food security is a term that's been touted around for a long time. And the fact that we did have, nobody used to panic when the Ben McCree didn't go regarding bread because we had Ramsey Bakery. Didn't matter. Now, if you shop in supermarkets, you'll see bread from the other side of the water. And we don't know how old that is. It may be relatively new. Could be three, four days old. We simply don't know. Could have been frozen and sent over. We don't know. So how important is this to you? It's almost a year since Ramsey Bakery went. Are you surprised farmers are still waiting to hear what's planned for flour milling? Do you think the government should be supporting an industry when, well, plainly there isn't that much demand for the amount of flour that they produce on the Isle of Man? In fact, Claire Barber, the minister said a lot of it was going to go to export 
So what should we? Is that something we should be putting uh, public money into? Uh, a quick word about the Solby Clanex camping. Uh, there is a thank you uh, to uh, Carol Morton for sending a note in. Uh, there's a community meeting at the Solby Glen Hotel uh, on the 1st of March. That's this Wednesday. Um, have your say. Due to the recent announcement that the Solby Clan is going to be closed for overnight camping this year, you're invited to attend and share your views. The MHKs for Aaron Michael, obviously the Chief Minister, Alfred Cannon and uh, uh, Tim Johnston have both been invited. Um, so the... Uh, uh, MGP to Supporters Club, um, uh, I think, will be there as well. Uh, and uh, Rosie, Rosie from the uh, Solby Club has organised this public meeting on Wednesday, 6 o'clock at Solby Glen. So if you want to go there and have your say, then uh, you will be more than welcome uh, to have your say. Uh, so, uh, uh, by the way, if you want to go, there's a petition. I think they've had about 1,700 uh, signatures since it was set up yesterday. If you're not happy with the government's decision, you can go and sign it as well. Change.org is the website and seek out Sulby Claddock. I'm not suggesting you do. I'm just telling you that it is there. There is a comment section as well. Change.org and search for Sulby Claddock. Lots of people saying that the situation at the airport is confusing and doesn't seem to be following government, uh, the policy of government. It's only going to get worse, says Texter728, uh, regarding air traffic controllers. Uh, I think there's a lack of leadership, poor working culture at the airport in general. They did a survey, but they swept it under the carpet, says Texter728. And more comments regarding EasyJet and saying it's good to have uh, EasyJet here. Uh, we will be, uh, how can I put it? We'd be, I think the polite word is, up the creek. <laughs> says this texter if we didn't have EasyJet on the uh, Isle of Man a disturbing Pat dropped a note in on 223 a disturbing story on motorhome madness forums that the Isle of Man government's doing their best to discourage motorhome holidays on the Isle of Man by closing sites and re restricting the parking of motorhomes this can only be bad news for the tourist industry something that has grown massively in the UK do you have a motorhome? Do you take it across? How are you treated compared to on the Isle of Man? Looking a little tired? Treat yourself to a refresh at Tracy Bell. If you're confused by all you read or see online, Tracy Bell Aesthetic Medical can help. With the expertise of experienced medical practitioners and the latest technology, including laser skin treatment and hair removal, injectables, fat freezing and skin tightening. Call Ben on 613323 to arrange your consultation now. Tracy Bell, helping you to be better. Got a nice motor to sell? Come and see us. We are number one. We are family run. Mike's Motors. At Mike's Motors, we don't just sell nice motors, we buy them too. So if you have a nice camper van, motorhome, car, van or commercial vehicle, we'd love to take a look at it. And if we like it, we'll make you a nice offer. Get in touch. Visit mikesmotors.im or call 823 200. Mike's Motors. That's 823 200. Right. 
I say, when you're looking for the perfect bathroom, get your silly walkover to Pacesetter, where you'll get friendly help and advice on bathrooms that will work for you. From practical, accessible bathrooms for aging users to the ultimate in luxury designs with walk-in showers and wet rooms, with no inquisitions, dead birds, or hard sell. You'll always be on the bright side of life when you see the stunning range on display at Pacesetter Tile and Bathroom Studio. Harris Terrace Douglas. Or search online for Pacesetter Douglas. Construction Waste Today. Tells recycle for another day. A builder skip or two. Tells skips will bring to you. At Tell Skip Hire and Waste Disposal in Snugborough, you only pay for the waste you bring. For waste disposal and skips, give us a call on 677-137. That's 677-137. Visit Tells today or find Tells Limited on Facebook. Call Tell Skips today. 677-137. On agenda this week, we hear from Douglas Housing Manager Marie Bertels, another LegCo hopeful. Why does she want the role and does she have what it takes to be an effective member of the Legislative Council? All will be revealed on agenda at 6pm this evening with me, Phil Gordon, on Manx Radio. This is the ninth candidate we'll have heard from and each one brings their own unique qualities to the contest. The successful candidates will play a significant role in shaping the future of our island, so even though you don't get to choose them, it's good to know who they are. Is your future safe in their hands this is the isle of man talking the man in line Pastor man, good afternoon 25 to 1 lots of comments in regarding uh, the situation at laxey glen mills and the milling wheat growers on the isle of man john on 557 says andy it appears that oats is the main crop now and an note in from Bill who just said, with a global conflict possible, surely the government should be ensuring that we can produce as much of our own food and resources as possible. Uh, this is um, common sense, really. Uh, thank you, Bill. And uh, a WhatsApp in from Pat in Laxey just said, I'd like to mention that buses from the airport that don't go to the, in quotes, bus station, maybe we should stop calling it the bus station. They're bus stops, aren't they? There's not much of a station about the uh, the bus stops on Lord Street. This means that when I take the bus from the airport, it drops me in Victoria Street. I then have to drag my suitcase across the road and down a, a bumpy potholed road, cross another road to catch the bus to Laxey. Is this how we get people out of cars? Says Pat in Laxey. Well, the more you say things like this, the more you realise what we've been led to accept now and the fact that the airport doesn't go to the collection of bus stops, formerly known as the bus station, on Lord Street. Uh, I'm wondering what time do the air traffic controllers start their shift if they're due a break by 0700, says D. And the drinks machine in the emergency department were... were removed due to uh, COVID-19 infection control protocols regarding the touching and handling of the machines. Uh, So it's all fine now. Uh, Here's a note in from... Uh, let's have a look here. We, we've got several... It's Paul in, in uh, Andreas who just said, we have several ex-BA captains retired on the Isle of Man. These people have spent their professionals' lives talking to air traffic controllers. 
members. Has anybody thought to ask them if they would train and therefore uh, have a, a rotor of names to call if regular controllers are out of action? Uh, well, maybe if you're one of those several BA retired uh, captains on the Isle of Man, is it something that you would be prepared to do? I suppose it comes down to what we, the public and the travelling public, the airport using public, it depends what we want as a level of service. And unfortunately, <clears throat> excuse me, when when you have a diminution of service, of a level of service, is it something that we then become accustomed to and we almost expect a lower level of service? Now, this can go across many sectors, and I'm not pointing any fingers, but when you stop expecting a high level of service, then surely that's that's not progressive. That's not going to help the island get... Surely we should be expecting a higher level of service. I, if I remember rightly, the southern bus leaves at 10 past 10, which is really cuts it fine for travellers on the last boat in the summer. I remember thinking how ridiculous it was last summer, but luckily my daughter picked me up, says Sue. You just wonder, do the steam packet and the uh, Isle of Man bus coordinate timetables? Uh, the government can't manage 15 mobile homes at Sorby Claddock for 2023, let alone 15,000 extra people on the island, says Neil on 413. The government's worrying me, says 505. Everyone uh, in government, it seems, is afraid to make a decision. They're constantly calling on experts and consultants and consultancies to make decisions for them. If MHKs, says this texter, can't make decisions like portaloos for the claddocks what on earth are we paying them for uh, and i'm disappointed with our gung-ho attitude regarding the savings we need to uh, concentrate on the basics for the people who live here says uh, 505 jk five thousand new jobs uh, is 15,000 new citizens. Exactly how many cars will they need? How many boilers? Not exactly in line with the green agenda, says uh, 505 again. Uh, if you're paying for the ticket, you can complain, but no wonder the lady in Australia thinks all we do is moan, <laughs> says Dick. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, is there a new airport director in post? Yes, there is. Big Phil. There is Big Phil 530. Well, you could have fooled me. He seems to be headed straight for the bunker. The situa situation regarding the airport is a disgrace, says Big Phil. Uh, well, uh, Gary Cobb, I think, was appointed during COVID. Uh, took a wee while to get here, but he is here, certainly been here since. Uh, and uh, all I can tell you is that Invitations have been extended to Mr. Cobb to come on Man in Line to talk about the airport. Absolutely no agenda. He may have tons of good news to give us and to tell us how the airport is. Uh, but as yet, we've heard nothing. We should reinstate Ramsey Station in conjunction with the new bridges. We should reopen the Ramsey Line, says John. I don't know who owns the Ramsey Bakery. Does the Ramsey... Um, 
does the Duncan family own the Ramsey Bakery site? Or it certainly was government before because it was Ramsey Railway Station. But an ideal opportunity, says John, to reinstate Ramsey Railway Station in conjunction with the new bridges and reopen the Ramsey line. Then we'd be nice and green because you'd have public transport that people could get to Ramsey around the west of the Isle of Man. Betty says, about my gas bills, um, I still haven't been able to get through to the gas company on the phone to pay my gas bill. You would think that all the millions they've acquired recently, they will be able to afford some extra lines and pay for extra phone personnel. Just saying, Betty, thank you for that. Regarding world food shortages, and we don't even have any bread, all farming is being forced out and we'll starve to death. (laughs) That's the plan of the new world order, says Crystal, looking on the bright side. Uh, Well, I'm sure it's not, but we did have a perfectly functioning a circle of use in that we had milling wheat growers, we have our own mills, and we had an industrial process at Ramsey Baker that made lots and lots of bread. Now, we obviously import a lot more bread than we used to simply because it's not made at Ramsey Bakery. That was a perfect, that's the Duncan family's decision to make, and they're perfectly entitled to do it. There are smaller bakeries that are taking up the slack, but, well, it's not really what Ramsey Bakery was. Uh, and uh, a note in, thank you, uh, 962, by the way, 962. I would read out your contribution, 962, but it's all gibberish. It's all uh, numbers to me. So if you want to just investigate what's happening on your phone, let's go back to that situation. We heard David Brew from the Manx National Farmers Union talking about the fact that they say the milling wheat sector is dead. So bearing in mind, it's not quite a year since Ramsey Bakery disappeared. Those red and blue wrappers disappeared. So exactly how much have they been talking? How much has the NFU been talking to the government? Has the government been speaking to the NFU? This is David Brew from the Manx NFU. Very little. Very, 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 very little. Um, back in, 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 again, September, just after uh, the harvest of last year, there, there was some discussions with, with both Laxey Glen Mills and, and government. But in all honesty... Um, <laughs> It's been more dictatorial than, than if, you, if you like, consulting. Defa Minister Claire Barber agrees the farmers need answers and her department a clearer picture. So the Laxey flour mill um, is, remains a piece of work we're doing with Treasury. Um, and from my perspective, the element that sits within Defa is the wider implications um, around uh, use of milling wheat. So there's the straw element, there's the wheatings that have been used for pig farming on, on, the, island, on the island in terms of feedstuffs as well. Um, so it's that bigger piece of the jigsaw, not just flour um, and then the ongoing production of bread from the two uh, primary bakeries we now have here. Um, in terms of publishing the report, there is a piece of work ongoing still around uh, sort of almost topping and tailing that, I think it's fair to say, working with Treasury and we have committed um, within DEFA to having a, a stakeholder joint event where we sit down with the milling wheat growers, with the, the bakeries, with the retailers, with Treasury and we look at where we need to go from here. How are the milling wheat growers faring at the moment? What's feedback been like in 2023 so far? I think it's fair to say that there are 
significant challenges. You know, they talk. I've, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the challenges of exporting their milling wheat. We know that there are, are difficulties there. We also know that DFE have been exploring some options around transportation costs and, and uh, equivalents with freight costs. But all of that takes takes time, and I recognise that they've been in a, a state of uncertainty for a, a significant period now. And that is certainly something that I want to bring an end to. I want them to know where they're going and where we're going. Um, and ultimately, we need to all listen to each other and work together to identify where there are risks and opportunities. Whatever the outcome of the report, there seems little hope of local farmers drilling wheat crops in the immediate future. Well, we're in the middle of all this, you and me, bread eaters on the Isle of Man. I just wonder what you think of this. It's been a year since the, that important uh, part of the machine, the cog in the machine, went when Ramsey Bakery went. They used all laxy, they used laxy um, Glen Mills flour and it was sold to the public on the Isle of Man. Uh, lots of people are saying, at the moment I've had a few Texans saying, well, Ramsey Bakery was too expensive. And uh, that's the reason that they went out of business. They didn't go out of business. They chose to close the business down. Ramsey Bakery was perfectly profitable. But just envisage uh, all those bakers, uh, the people who make the bread in the UK, realizing they'll know full well that Ramsey Bakery is no longer here. So do you think they'll look upon the Isle of Man favorably, favorably and say, oh, those poor people on the Isle of Man, let's sell them some cheap bread? Or do you think they'll think... They haven't got Ramsey Bakery anymore. We'll put our price up. Which side of the fence do you think they'll be? Our hospice is 40 years old this year. In those 40 years, so many people have been touched by what hospice does. Both young and old. The hospice nurses helped us keep my dad at home. They made sure my wife was pain-free and took away her fears. We're lucky to have them. They really are angels. Can you support our hospice by donating just 40 pence per day in this, the 40th year of care? Visit hospice.org.im forward slash regular or call 672222. Washing machine broken? Car had a prang? Unexpected bills arrived on your doorstep? Members of Manx Credit Union have applied for loans for all these reasons and more. Manx Credit Union provides savings and small loans for people living on the Isle of Man. Find out what we can do for you. Come and see our friendly team at Ragnall House on Peel Road in Douglas or visit mcu.im. Manx Credit Union. We're not just for you, we're with you. Terms and conditions apply. Are you a reluctant landlord, tired of tenant hassles, cursed by constant maintenance, tormented by empty properties producing no rent, want to escape these worries or get out altogether? At Prime Lettings, we understand your pain and have bespoke solutions to release you from these problems. Ring us on 616 707 for a free confidential chat. Prime Lettings, we're on call and on the ball at 616 707. Get your garden ready for spring with Riley's. Seed potatoes to garden machinery. Get down to Cool Road Braddon for everything you need. And all your pet supplies and bird seed too. Leap into spring with Riley's Garden Centre. At Haldane Fisher, we're now opening earlier. Pop in from 7.30am weekdays and 8am on Saturdays. Feel right at home with Haldane Fisher. 
This Tuesday here on Manx Radio at 6 o'clock, join Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, for Countryside. We hear from the chairman, Bill Galley, from the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club. And I went along to speak to Brian Radcliffe, a market gardener from Regaby in the Isle of Man, at his outlet on Ramsey Key to find out how the fruit and veg market was going, particularly with the crisis around the world. That's all in Countryside Tuesday here on Manx Radio at 6 o'clock. And don't forget, you can download and subscribe to the podcast for free at manxradio.com. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good afternoon. Here we are. We'll call it a Milkshake Monday show. It's 11 minutes before one. I just need to tell you very importantly uh, the Peel Heritage Trust are having an event tonight for any former pupils of Peel Cloth Workers School. Now, if you've been to Peel, it's the 70th anniversary of the opening of Peel Cloth Workers on its current site, and the Heritage Trust is looking for any former pupils to share memories or photos from their time at the school. Oh, those haircuts. You're more than welcome to go along for a cuppa and a chat tonight at the Guild Room at the Methodist Church on Athol Street in Peel uh, from 7 o'clock tonight. Wraps up around 9 o'clock. Peel Heritage Trust for any former pupil of Peel Cloth Workers School because it's the 70th anniversary. May 1953 was when the current building was officially opened. And uh, if you if you've got any photos Photos. I'm sure they'd love to see them. Juan's on now. Hi, Juan. Milkshake Monday. How was your weekend, Andy? It was absolutely fantastic and great weather. So dry at the moment. It's really dry. Excellent. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Um, just going on to um, uh, quickly before I, before I start on my little bits. Um, Pearl last week from Australia. Um, Great to hear that we've got so much um, worldwide listenership to uh, to the man in line. But um, I just want to say to Pearl, you know, we, we have got a lovely island and that's why we come on here fighting for it. I think looking at what Scott Morrison does for you out there sometimes, um, we could have a programme about that. I had a, a, a family that I know very well during COVID um, who were Manx who also have Australian passports. Um, one of them was stuck over here for a year and the other one was stuck over there for a year couldn't see each other, couldn't see their son um, because of the um, Australian lockdown so um, if we hadn't had programmes like this the clowns that we had over here that were in at the time would have done exactly the same thing so that's why we have these programmes is to get things done in government now, moving on a little bit from that, um, I think it was before I before I came away in November. I was talking to a an air tra- air traffic controller who'd been suspended. Um, I didn't bring it on the program at the time. Um, I learned a lot of interesting things about the airport that day, um, but maybe leave that for another program. Uh, the um, the flour mill. Uh, one of them things that I've been on about for a long time, uh, food sustainability now. I was talking to a member that was attached to Treasury last year and had this conversation about the flour mill. And at that time, the conversation kind of went, um, well, you know, how, where's the future of the flour mill? And he said to me, well, we've identified millers in England who want the quality of flour that we have, because our quality of flour seemingly is a lot different than the flour they use there. So I said, well, what is the problem then if you have someone who you identified that you can sell the flour to? Um, and he said, logistics. And I said, well, what do you mean by logistics? 
And they said, well, get in it there. I said, but we own the boat, so I can't see where the problem is. And and my thing was, if I, if I was a dealer or I was in a, a politician or civil servant some way, I'd be saying to one of these established bakeries over there, we've got the flour that you need, the quality that you need. In return, we want X number of thousand loaves a week for the Isle of Man and do some kind of contract. And at least then we've still got some security. We've still got some food security. But to have a report now getting made about an industry that's already been said is dying, I'm kind of missing the point there. Surely that report should have been done before the industry died. Um, And like we're saying, and like I've said on this program many, many times now, what support, what actual support is government giving to our food sustainability? You, do you think, I mean, it's a fairly strong rumour, I mentioned it before, that Laxey Glen Mills was going to be sold off for upmarket housing and that the new mill was going to be at Jerby. Um, so there's there's a notional plan out there. But, I mean, if they're going to send Laxey flour, and, and remember, Laxey, the, the farmers, had to adhere what to what Ramsey Bakery wanted. They want a certain level of protein and, and what have you in the flour that was coming out. So the milling wheat growers are very adept. They know what they're doing. They're skilled people. We had the we had the um, the flour mill there. Do you think there was anything government could have done or should have done regarding Ramsey Bakery closing? And, and that's the million dollar question because, like I said, if you bail one company out, you bail another. Um, and, and talking to Caroline, I think it was just time that that, uh, that that they went. I think I think she was under so much stress after Jimmy died, and Jimmy was the mover and shaker in Ramsey Bakery. Um, but I asked the question that I, I'd heard rumours that uh, someone had, had um, uh, uh, gone to buy Ramsey Bakery and, and um, the Duncan said to me that they hadn't had any approaches to buy the bakery um, and consequently the stuff was getting sold off. So um, can the government step in? I'm sure listening to what's going on now from, from the, the millers that they have no support from government. And I've asked this question about farming per se as well, of what support they're actually giving to farming. Not farmers, but farmers. Um, and a lot of people are saying now, you know, it's what I've been chirping on about for a long time, food sustainability, because, you know, the way things are going, food's going to cost an absolute fortune. If you've got uh, a control of your energy, you've got control of your food, you're halfway there to self-sustainability and you can stick your fingers up to the rest of the world and say, you know, we're not doing too badly. Um, so it's a, it's a bigger question, Andy, but I think it needs to be asked. And I think questions need to be asked of, of you know, other governments actually looking at what the um, they're getting of what they're being told by um, your your major civil servants about the, the, the way forward. And just on the end of that, touching on that, again, bringing on to this subject, again, of the sexual orientation bill that was going on last week. And now that has blown up massively over the weekend. I don't know everyone has been following it. I brought it up last week, and I think the day after, Energy done a report on it and, and brought out the stuff publicly, which I didn't say about last week, um, which is very, very concerning if you've got children at school and a lot of people are saying now I don't want my kids to go to school and learn this stuff and again the question I ask here and I've said this many many times on this program as well is who have we got embedded in our government that is 
allowing this stuff to go through and has no place on the Isle of Man, just following massive agendas from England and, and further afield, and in this case, Scotland. So how did this get this far? Again, with the foreman, how did this get this far? And, you know, politicians should wake up and start looking after the people on this island and what they want. I think there was 233 threads on the um, report last week on energy of how people felt about this. So in answer to Bonzo's um, remark to me last week of this is the way forward and this is how we go. Well, I think the people have turned around and actually said how they want this to go. I think it's I think it's not good um, and I think the politicians need to wake up and smell the coffee on what's going on here and the public feeling on a lot of this stuff. Okay, alright, thanks Stuart. Cheers, Andy. All right, good to hear from you. I wonder if MHK's Johnson and uh, the Chief Minister will attend Solby Claddock debate at the Glen Hotel. Of course, it's their constituents. John uh, dropped a note in just to say he's seen four jets in the sky over the Isle of Man in the last few minutes. Hopes the air traffic controllers aren't having lunch at the moment. Well, let's see. Uh, why is our open and transparent government making decisions behind our back to stop any working class people having freedoms? They're closing the Glen, the Dune Glen, of course, and they're stopping overnight uh, uh, parking, overnight camping uh, with permits at Smale, and now closing the Claddocks as well. We paid our taxes and NI to enjoy our retirement, and we're being penalised, says uh, Dave. Thank you for that, Dave. Just a quick word um, that uh, later on this week on Thursday, well... Treasury Minister Allenson, Dr Allenson is with us. He's going to be with us uh, talking about the budget and everything else. And on Friday, the minister from the DHSC, he was Laurie Two Jobs, but now he's uh, Laurie Hooper, minister at the DHSC, having... Um, left the Department for Enterprise. So on Thursday, the Treasury Minister's on. On Friday, the DHSC Health and Social Care Minister is on. Just a quick note, a week on Wednesday, so that's uh, a week on Wednesday, the 8th, Theresa Cope, the Chief Exec of Manx Care, is going to be on. You want anything uh, you want to follow up? Call the answer phone on 682631. Email maninline at manxradio.com. Going to be back with another open line tomorrow, Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. And thanks to Chris Quirk on the phones today. W-I-N-T.